Welcome everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and swimming here next to me is Daniel, the Mad Manta. I've got some thoughts. Today we'll be talking the new Aquaman, starring Vincent Chase, or uh, that uh, that one dude from Game of Thrones. I mean, that's one, Jordan. You get two more Entourage jokes. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, but definitely don't swim within an hour of drinking. And let's dive on in. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking. This week was Daniel's week to bring in something. Daniel, what did you bring for Drink and Tell? All right, so this week, uh, I was trying to find something special. You know, it's the holiday season. I thought, try and go all out on something good to drink. And you know what? I've I've tried to find something that we hadn't had and I've never even heard of. And so I came across this Fort George called Suicide Squeeze. And it's supposed to it says like it's a special edition Indian pale ale. So I'm like, all right, I'm 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 down. It was in a gold can with a snake on it. So I'm just I was just all about it. And uh yeah. What what do you think about it, Jordan? Uh I gotta say it's mighty tasty. Yeah, I don't know. Like like you said, it's uh it's an IPA, it's very smooth. I like it. Yeah, I know, and it's it's serious business. It only comes in a four pack, but they're they're tall boys or not quite tall boys. Uh, yeah, they're sixteen ounce full pints. But yeah, from Astoria, Oregon. Yeah, another local here that we love. We love our local beer here in the Pacific Northwest. That's for sure. But yeah, this is pretty good stuff. Oh, apparently this uh looks like it's part of uh, a deal with apparently a Suicide Squeeze Records. Yeah. Never heard of them, uh, but go check them out too. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we switch gears here and get into some movie news? Take it away, Daniel. All right. Today in movie news, we've got a couple trailers to talk about, Jordan. I know you've watched them too. Uh, First, we have the Men in Black International. And I'll be honest, I thought it just said Men in Black and I was watching the international trailer the first time I watched it. It wasn't until I watched it again. You dork. I, I know. I'm I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I have trouble reading sometimes, okay? <laughs> but I, I I really enjoyed the trailer. It I'm trying to remember what song it was, but it just it looked I don't remember. It looked fun. It looks like a it looks like a romp, I guess. Yeah, uh, I I, it, I had to watch it a couple of times. I have some mixed thoughts about it. I'm definitely think I'm gonna miss Will Smith this time around. I mean he kinda made those other movies, but we'll see. You got well who do you have? Uh, not Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt would have been awesome though. I gotta admit that. He would have made a, a good addition, but I like who they went with. Yeah, so we have uh, Thor here. Chris Hemsworth. Yep. And Valkyrie. Leah Which, Thompson. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, Thor and Valkyrie are back in the movie again. This time they're undercover agents. I don't know. It looks fun. It has some really cool things in it that looked enjoyable. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's. I know. It's kind of like I wanna. I want it to be enjoyable. I don't know if it'll be great, but it looks like it. It has the fun factor down. There's a couple great parts in the trailer. Uh, I think my favorite, which I thought was just super cool, is their. Uh, you know, their cool car, their agent car that they're driving around in. There's a part where they like. Like you just see this thing like weapons coming out of like the muffler, like the uh, the mirrors on the side. He Ew. takes a he takes a like a, a huge gun clip that is the what is that part of the car called? I don't know, part of the the wheel, and he like uses it okay. as a 
Yeah, the hubcap. <laughs> and he uses it as a gun. And I just thought that was super cool. Like, I was down for that. It yeah. just looks like it's going to be fun. It looks like it's going to be action-packed. And it looks like it knows exactly what it's doing. Yeah, I, I hope so. Hopefully it'll be a really good, fun movie to watch. Uh, otherwise, if it's bad, it'll be fun to record about later. But I, I like. it looks like um, Chris Hemsworth and Lee Thompson will have some pretty good chemistry on screen. Let's, let's hope. They did in the Thor Ragnarok. If you didn't catch the trailer, there is a Thor reference at the end there where... Uh, Chris Hemsworth throws a hammer. Love it. Yeah, that was great. I didn't even realize that the first time I watched it. Until you said it, I didn't even think about it. So Yeah, I'm hoping it's good. Uh, I can see why some people would be skeptical about this movie. I totally get it if you are skeptical. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just going to I guess think positive and hope for the best. Yeah, and it's been I think it's been a while since I saw a good action comedy. And that's exactly what Men in Black were, so... It's been a while since we've seen a good one of those, so hopefully hopefully it'll bring that back. Yeah, no, what, if anything, it's going to be a nice excuse to go back and watch the first three, because I've not watched those in years, so it'll be a nice little reunion with those. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully uh, Will Smith will not sing the title song for this one. See, it's funny you mention that. I'm thinking that was what the trailer was missing. Really? Yeah. I mean, how cool would that have been? You know, if you're not going to have Will Smith the movie, at least have a song. Here come the man in black, you know, playing in the background. I think that would have been pretty cool. I guess maybe the men in black one was fine, but the wild, wild west one was not. Oh. Eh, it's just not from your time. Yeah. Well, but that's uh, that's the first trailer. And the second trailer, which has been long awaited, much anticipated, we have finally the new Hellboy trailer. Hell yeah. And there's going to be hell to pay. There's got to be hella hype. Jordan, what'd you think about it? Uh, Overall, I've kind of mixed feelings about it. So I've been very anticipating this trailer. I'm looking forward to this new rendition of Hellboy. I love who they picked to play the main part. Uh, the guy that plays, um, I'm trying to blank to his name, but you know, um, the sheriff from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. And I love that guy. And I, he's one of my favorite characters in that show. So yeah, looking forward to it. Kind of mixed feelings though. I like the way Hellboy looks. For some reason, he sounds kind of funny, and I don't know why. But for some reason, yeah, his voice sounds kind of muffled. I, I I don't know. Like, he almost sounds kind of like he just woke up kind of sound. Otherwise, I don't know. I wasn't, like, overly impressed by the trailer, but there's still enough to get me interested in it. But I was not, like, blown away, like, whoa, this is going to be cool. I didn't have that feeling at all. Hopefully, it is cool, because I'm definitely still looking forward to this. It might be on my top five most anticipated films of uh, 2019. Tune in in a couple weeks when we do our top five list. We'll see. Yeah, you know, I... Oh, and come on, Billy Idol. That was just I'm I'm a, I love Billy Idol, but that was not the right kind of song to have playing in that trailer. Yeah, see, I didn't think so either. That's one of the big issues I had with it. This is not the trailer I was expecting. I mean, it's going to be hard to separate the Ron Perlman Hellboy movies from this one. I And I know people will say, well, you shouldn't compare them. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen because that's the only thing I have to compare them to. So, but I mean, yeah, like you said, like the voice kind of sounds like he's got something stuck in his mouth. It does. Well, it sounds like, yeah, like I said, like he just woke up or he's just like all drowsy. like. Ugh. Yeah, and especially Ron Perlman's voice is so deep and like projecting so it's a huge departure from that which not isn't necessarily a bad thing i'm just saying it's a lot different not how i expected him to sound his arm looks metal instead of like rock that's actually a part of him it looks like a power glove which i didn't I didn't really like that much that but that could also change with CGI like cleaning up like this is just the first trailer and they do a lot with that as you know post-production continues. I mean there's some dark imagery in there which is very much like Hellboy but it just the comedy that they showed off at least I 
didn't really care for it. I thought it fell a little flat and it didn't, I don't know, it, did, it didn't really do much for me. And honestly, I'm kind of really bummed out that this killed not all of my hype because there's still like, it could just be a bad trailer. Because in my opinion, I think this was a bad trailer to start out with. Yeah. Upon rewatch, I've, I've liked it a little better. I've watched it probably three times now and I've liked it a little bit better each time. So I, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the final product is. I'm not, like I said, as hyped up as I was, but I'm still fairly excited. I just want something different. This is why I'm looking forward to Bright Light or was it, is that what it's called? Bright Burn, I think. Bright Burn. Something different is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, just so I'm not crapping over this entire trailer, something that I did like was when he emerged, like, I don't know if it was like on some conveyor where he's just like stepping up out of something, but he is full horns with like a flaming head and like a huge flaming sword. Yeah, okay, that image was amazing. I, that, I'm glad they saved it for the end because like when you're a little bit let down, that brings you kind of back up because that was such a badass look for him. Yeah. So again, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, like I said, like I, I'm so excited, and I'm still gonna go see this, and I'm really hoping it's gonna be good. I hope they, uh, they clean, like, clean up the CGI a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they will, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still excited, and uh, I guess the last little bit of news that I have is something that Jordan and I both have had some experience with, with the originals and the, uh, the first reboot, but I guess they're doing a revival of the original Beverly Hills 90210. Really? Yeah, I guess, uh... Is it officially announced, or are they just floating the idea around? I I think it's just, like, a rumor at this point, but it's just, uh... I remember watching the original show a little bit, growing up with my older siblings, and then I watched a little bit of the first reboot that had a couple of the, uh... The original cast in it as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Some shows, I think, just need to be left alone. I know we're in, like, revival mode right now, rebooting and everything, you know, giving everything the will and grace treatment. But I think some things need to be left alone. I mean, it'd be, yeah, it would be kind of cool to see some of the characters in their, I guess, 50s now. Yeah. I mean, because Ian Ziering, he's got to be early 50s, I think. So, I don't know. Based on the characters, though, I know they're all a little older than what the characters were. So, maybe they're all in their, like mid to late 40s character wise but I don't, I don't know I don't know something we really need to see the last seasons were just okay and it, but it ended on a high note so I think we should just kind of leave it alone at that we did get that CW one I, I don't know how I feel about this yeah I, I, I don't know I don't know what any of the characters are acting or can't talk. I don't know what any of the actors are up to these days maybe they're looking for something like this but it would only be good if you go <laughs> Jesus it would only be good though if you got all of them back at least the vast majority but well here's the thing though too like you'd want to have like i don't know you'd want shannon doherty back but she's battling cancer right now so but i mean i feel like to be successful you'd have to have brandon and brenda back you'd have to get kelly back you know steve david and donna of course and you know they're married with kids probably by this point i i don't know i just i would just say if i had to choose leave it alone yeah and that's definitely like you said it's definitely a trend now i mean which blows my mind i think like the most Current, I mean, it's just rebooting everything. I think this past year, instead of rebooting old TV shows, they started rebooting or they started turning movies into TV shows, which I think is weird. But I mean, what's next? They're gonna revive Dick Van Dyke. I with a ninety-year-old Dick Van Dyke. God, I I hope not. Wait, is Dick Van Dyke not dead? He's in the new Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still alive. He's gonna. Yeah, doing the Stanley thing. He's gonna be living till at least ninety-five. Oh, good, good. I was good. 
That's, I don't know, that's, that's okay, that's another movie news, is Dick Van Dyke is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right, well, uh, I guess that's it for the movie news. All right, well, let's switch gears here then and talk some Aquaman. All right, well, so Aquaman is in theaters now. We've been waiting a long time for this, kind of. So, yeah, I'm so curious to hear your initial thoughts on this. I think I will let you go first. I know you've got some. DC, let's talk DC real quick. Track record, not so great. Man of Steel, pretty decent. Batman vs Superman. Meh. Suicide Squad. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Pretty, pretty awesome. Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. What was the last one? Justice League. <laughs> Not a fan. So. At least we have the Flash move to look forward to. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> so. Let's talk some Aquaman here. A lot of pressure on this one to be halfway decent. Not that greatest track record going on in DC right now. Let's start with you, Daniel. Give us your opening thoughts. Are you ready? Set. Go. Opening thoughts are... I'm just going to come out of the gate swinging. I hated this movie so much. Now let me tell you why. All right, Jordan, so we saw this together, one of the movies that we actually met up to see together. We don't get to do that often, we're busy people, but we saw this one together. And I'm kind of I'm kind of mad that we did see this one together because if we had not if if you had not been sitting next to me, Jordan, I would have been out of the theater within the first half hour, hour max. There's no way in hell I would have sat through two and a half hours of this sea garbage, okay? I did, I, I, I hated it. I hated it so much. I, the dialogue was stupid. It's like some of the worst dialogue I have heard in a superhero movie. And that's hard to do. Like it's superhero movies, not the best dialogue, but Marvel has made it a point that you can at least have functional, decent dialogue. You can't have this crap in movies anymore. And let, let me tell you, this, I'm gonna, this is my first, this is when I knew, oh my God, this is gonna suck. Is uh the the character who's gonna become who's Black Manta? You know, you saw him in the trailers. Space or not space pirate? Uh, sea pirate. He uh he says to a captain of a submarine, "Don't tell me how to captain." Or no. So wh- when I knew I was completely out of this movie was the character who is Black Manta in the movie. You know, you've seen him in the trailers. They take this submarine and they have the captain talking to Black Manta. Uh, the, the captain tells him, oh, this uh, distress beacon went out. Even though you shut it off, maybe someone will hear it. And he tells Black Manta says this wondrous line. I don't tell you how to captain and you don't tell me how to pirate. Oh, it was so bad, so badly delivered. I know they wanted it to sound badass, but it sucked. It sucked so much. I, I did not like any of the movies. I didn't like the costumes. I didn't like the the action scenes. None of, not hardly, no, nothing made sense to me. Like it just, it's, it's okay. Let the hate flow through you. Oh, it's flowing. It's flowing like the fucking ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I walked out of there thinking this might have been worse than Batman versus Superman. And I don't know how they managed to do that. I don't know how they can't course correct these damn movies and make them watchable. I just I, I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. But uh, anyway, those are my initial thoughts for the Aquaman. Well, thank you for sharing, Daniel. All right. Well, all right. I'll share my initial thoughts. I didn't think it was quite as bad as you thought. I semi-enjoyed myself. I didn't think this movie was great by a stretch, but I thought it was a lot better than Justice League. I liked it better than Batman vs. Superman. I thought it was halfway decent. It had some really cool moments in it as far as like some fight scenes that were kind of cool. Was it amazing? No, no, not really. But I think overall... I 
I, I enjoyed myself. It was definitely an experience for sure. I I don't know. I don't think it was definitely not as good as Wonder Woman. But I think a lot of that is due to Gal Gadot, though, just being so awesome in that role. So she has a lot to do with that. But yeah, as far as my initial thoughts go, I would say overall not too shabby my expectation i would i mean i went into this thing with no expectations whatsoever like nothing the trailers looked all right they i mean i definitely thought they were trying very hard i mean they put trailer to trailer after trailer after this they've been advertising the crap out of this thing and sometimes you feel like ah they must be trying too hard it's probably gonna be terrible so my expectations were very low but honestly didn't think it was all that bad didn't think it was amazing but I didn't think it was that bad. So that's kind of my initial thoughts. And we'll get into some detail stuff here. Definitely felt a lot of themes in this movie. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Can you kind of give us the overall like story arc of this whole thing? Because I think you know, understand the world's better of who's who and stuff. If you just want to give us an overall briefing real quick of the plot. Yeah, uh, trash happens, then Aquaman does trash, and then the movie's trash. <laughs> Awesome. All right. But well, you heard it from from us first. But if you want to know what they're trying to tell you, this is what's going on. Is It starts out with Aquaman, like, kind of doing the hero thing. You know, saving some sailors in Russia or something. It's, they're speaking Russian on the ship, so I don't know where they are. And that's something uh, throughout the movie is they say somewhere in this ocean. They don't tell you exa- any exact locations unless they're on land, which I guess makes sense. But... So, you know, he's a reluctant hero. Um, Mira, Queen of Atlantis. I get, not Queen of Atlantis, like Prince. No. Yeah, isn't she Queen? No. Are you talking about his mother, Nicole Kidman? No, she's not Mira. Mira's oh, the Mira. green one. Oh, Mira's the green one. The one that has the aerial hair. Yeah. The main themes that this movie is going for um, is kind of like a superhero mixed with an Arthurian legend, which also they do tell you that directly in the beginning of the movie when they're naming Alchemand, because his real name is Arthur Curry. So he becomes the Aquaman. They do like a few flashbacks um, to him younger, but you know, it just kind of shows him training a little bit, but for like 99% of the movie, he is Aquaman. And you know, he saves people. He saves people from a submarine that's in peril, which also it's funny to me how they they talk about a legend and how he's like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm like, but Atlantis is a legend and you are a living legend essentially. But the, I mean, essentially the, uh, Ocean Master is trying to assemble an army of, I think, the five kingdoms of the sea, and they're going to invade the surface world. Which, that was a surprise me. I'm like, wait, there's five kingdoms? I thought it was all just the one Atlanta, but I guess there's a bunch of them. Yeah, I, I'm i not super caught up on Aquaman. I don't know a lot about his specific character outside of mostly, like, team-up movies and books, so I didn't realize there were more than one kingdom, which I guess makes sense since the sea is huge, and there's seven of them, but there's only five kingdoms, so interesting well right but i mean you're talking about people's special abilities to breathe underwater so like how many of them would there be but it's also like we all probably started like at one time in one specific place at the beginning of mankind and have spread out since then so they started in the sea at one spot and have spread out and, co- and made different worlds since then makes sense yeah I, yeah i mean it does make sense i mean maybe it doesn't but it's still a comic movie so it doesn't have to make sense um yeah so then they Arthur is tr- they trying to Mira shows up and tries to convince him that the Atlantis is in trouble and the surface world's in trouble and he needs to come back to Atlantis because he's never even been there at this point because he's kind of the bastard son of Queen of the Queen. <laughs> His brother, yeah, did not hesitate to call him bastard child throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Exactly. Funny. Like a little hostile, uh, hostile family situation going on. Can't, can't remind the audience. You are a bastard child. <laughs> 
And it's like, yeah, well, we get it. We get it. You don't like him. Kind of a dick. All right. So, yeah. And then they go to go on a quest to find the Triton that controls all all creatures in the sea and controls the entire ocean. All I I could think of was Little Mermaid's dad. Yeah, exactly. So they uh, they go on a quest to find the Triton, and that's essentially what the bulk of the movie is. And then you know, big old battle at the end. Exactly, it's superhero movies. Okay. Pl- like, so you said you almost walked out in the first thirty minutes. So what was just making you so mad in the first thirty minutes? Are you like, man, to hell with this? Okay, in the first. 30 minutes. Let's let me break it down. Okay, so what I did not like is it starts out with Black Manta and his crew of like Black Ops, Navy SEALs type people taking out a what seems to be a Russian sub, killing as many people as on board. Uh, Like I said in my initial rant, the glorious line of I won't tell you how to captain if you don't tell me how to pirate. That's great beautiful that was your out moment that was like my oh okay that's that's kind of that's kind of funny that reminds me of my that was kind of my out moment for solo was when they gave him his last name Oof. that was like okay and that was again within the so first that's like, kind of how you felt about that yeah and again that starts in like the first 15 minutes of the movie so great there's only two hours left yeah no that and that whole initial scene just made it so it was so cringeworthy because i mean uh it's they have a confrontation with Aquaman, black manta and his father his father gets trapped underneath a torpedo and Aquaman refuses to save him and so the son is just like dad i won't let you die no <laughs> And uh, so he just holds up a grenade and he's like, get out of here. And he blows himself up. Spoilers, sorry. But he blows himself up so his son doesn't try and save him. And he is like, he's running away. Like, I guess maybe it's because it's filling up with water, but he's like flailing his arms up in the air. Like imagine Baywatch, but horrible with them (laughs) running in slow-mo with their arms up in the air. Like they're trying to do the thriller dance. Yeah. It just, it looked dumb. It looked so awkward and cringy that it it just looked like somebody smelling a bad fart running through the ocean, okay? (laughs) And it just, it looked so... It was looked awful, and it was so cringeworthy that I'm like, okay, this is this is the movie that I'm watching. Great, terrific, and it just went on from there. Mm. And that, I I thought I would I thought I would at least think this movie was watchable. But after that first uh, that first scene, I'm like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, one problem I had with that opening scene was freaking guys, the pirate dudes, like don't know. They could have killed some Aquaman so easily, but yet they, like, take their time and think about it before they pull the trigger. By then, he's already done something to deflect their bullets, and I'm like, what the hell? You had so many opportunities to just kill him. Why don't you just kill him? Yeah, well, that's another thing is the comedic timing was more important than what would actually make sense. And so give me the, is, so is, is Aquaman like bulletproof or something like that? Because stuff had a hard time penetrating his skin. And that's something I didn't know about him. Is he, is he, can you explain that a little bit? Okay, so uh, Aquaman's skin, since, well, Atlanteans themselves have very thick skin, which is also why they're so strong on the surface world, because their muscle density and their skin is so much stronger than humans because part of their evolution is like withstanding the pressures of the deep ocean. So essentially he's not 100% bulletproof, but he is definitely heavily bullet resistant. Like handguns don't do much. I think assault rifles and heavier weapons up will eventually like harm him if he hit, 
if he takes at least a lot of direct damage. So there's a ratio. So he's not 100% like Superman invulnerable. Okay, because I mean, but still, these guys like freeze. Oh, wait. You're Aquaman, let's kill you. Like, I, I don't know. Like, they had so many opportunities to shoot him, and they, like, would just hesitate for a little bit, and then, like, then start killing him when he was already... Yeah, it's just, it was ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. There was, some, there was some, I don't know, I took some pretty interesting notes for this one. Maybe we'll just kind of go off page here and read some of those. As far as, like, themes go for the movie, you know how, like, you... Like, I tell people when they ask about Stranger Things, I'm like, well, it's kind of like E.T. meets... Ec- er, not X-Men. E.T. meets X-Files. Like, oh, that sounds pretty awesome. So, for Aquaman, I have Thor meets Thor Ragnarok, meets Black Panther, meets Lord of the Rings, meets Tron, meets Indiana Jones, meets Star Wars. That's how you describe Aquaman to somebody. Meets Arthurian legend, too. Yeah. Which is kind of all over the place with its theme, sort of. But, I mean, it was... I don't know. I still think it had its moments. I enjoyed a lot of the underwater stuff quite a bit. I think overall the CGI was fine. I mean, that's just hard. People doing stuff underwater like that, it's hard to do. But I thought overall they did a pretty decent job. So yeah, he has, you know, his, he wants the throne back from his brother. Or, you know, they want him to take the throne. So he's got to fight his brother in this arena. That I liked a lot. And that's probably where my Thor Ragnarok part comes from. Slash Gladiator. That was a pretty fun moment though. Them fighting each other under the sea in that whole big arena. I liked that a lot, actually. Tron stuff, like there was like music throughout that sounded Tronish. Yeah, even there's there, like after the gladiator scene, there is a sequence that almost it feels almost identical to the end of Tron Legacy when they're flying in like the light cycles, well the uh, the flying ones. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. and it even had like synthy Tron music. It it was really bizarre to me. I'm like, did Daft Punk do the score for this? And I didn't know it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that was a little off-putting. I'm like this, and, and like the the sh- like kind of shapes and how the vehicles work too was very reminiscent of that scene. Yeah, so here's some of my notes that I have: better than Justice League and Batman vs Superman, which I agree. Eh. Nah, it's definitely better than both of those. I thought some jokes were good, some weren't, and I'm with Daniel. There was a lot of cheese jokes throughout. Some hit and were fine, got a good laugh. Others were like, whoa. Yeah, and there was a guy in our screening that oh gosh. <laughs> every single joke, good or bad, it was working for him. He laughed every time, which made me feel a little bit better. I was laughing at him more than I was the actual jokes on screen. Because <laughs> he'd be the only one in the theater laughing. He was like in the row in front of us, and he was the only one in the theater laughing at some parts. Like some of the cringy stuff would happen on screen, and he'd be like, <laughs> and we're like, oh boy. So shout out to that guy, because you, you at least... You at least were the shining light for this movie. Oh, yeah. No, for he, me. he enjoyed himself quite a bit. I have Jason Momoa is finally convincing in the role. Yeah, because in uh, Justice League, I just, I don't know. I just wasn't all into that for some reason as far as him in that role. But in this movie, he grew on me. And definitely by the end of the movie, I was like, okay, you know what? This guy's Aquaman. Kind of looks like Rob Zombie, but he's Aquaman. Yeah, that's that's something that I still think is off-putting is he looks like Jason Momoa. And for some reason, they made Aquaman like this rock and roll kind of dude. And I think that kind of comes out of nowhere. And what's with the tattoos? Are those supposed to be Atlantean kind of things? Or is that just like he went to a parlor and got loaded with tattoos? I 
am not sure. It seems like a family trait because his dad had similar tattoos on his arm. Okay. So I think it's like more of a traditional like tattoo. Okay, because I, I did notice that. And yeah, speaking of his parents, I did like Nicole Kimmon. I thought she was good as his mom. I, I kind of like their story a little bit too, how she was washed ashore after a battle. It looked like and father found her, brought her in, they fell in love, they had a kid. I mean, I, I, thought, that, I thought that was fine. Yeah, Jenga Fett is his father. Uh, I told you. Uh, yeah, guy that plays Jenga Fett plays Aquaman's dad. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe his son will turn into the badassest bounty hunter ever. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, no, his son turns into Aquaman, Jordan. <laughs> I know, but I'm just gonna hope. Let's see, what else did I say here? Aquaman gets points for loving beer. Definitely, you know, like that part about him. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, let's see here. Mm, I said... Oh, I thought the story was fine. It wasn't amazing, but it was fine. Like, I thought it was pretty good. It sticks semi to, like, a typical superhero formula, but I thought it was good. I mean, you saw some of his childhood just a little bit into his past a little bit, and then more stuff happening in the present. His whole thing is, like, you know, he got has to get this specially forged uh, trident, which, you know, that kind of gives me the Lord of the Rings thing here. One trident to rule them all. Like, this trident will make you the most powerful being in the sea. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Which, again, reminded me of Ariel's father a lot. Yeah. I can't remember what his name was, but... King Trident. Was that just his name? Okay. That was just his name. Oh. Well, that's a dumb name. You're like, I don't think it'd be that obvious, but it is. Been a while since saw Little Mermaid. I don't know, there's that one pirate guy you were talking about. He gets a hold of... He makes a deal with some... uh, who are those guys who makes a deal with? Well, okay, so the pirate guy is Black Manta, or who is becomes Black Manta later in the movie. Right. Uh, I guess he makes a deal with, well, basically Aquaman's brother. Yeah, the Ocean he, Master. Yeah, he gets some of their... What was that one cheesy line? I'm not a king. I'm the Ocean Master, or something like that. Well, there was a super cringy line in there, like... There, by him there is a there, I'm the master of the ocean th- that's that's essentially it like he's about oh, to kill well. the general of this crab army and then he's like you can have my army but you won't have my res- I will never call you king he's like you don't have to call me king that- you can call me ocean master <laughs> that's right and it's just like <laughs> okay oh my gosh that was uh, probably the cringiest cheesiest line in the movie I was just like wow <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to call me Highness. Call me Ocean Master. <laughs> yeah, that was the line, and that was like probably top. Well, that was the second cringiest line. I still think the the one that I talked about with the pirates and the captains being my most cringy. Right. Line. But, so they give that one guy. They give him their technology. Excuse me. And he creates a really cool suit out of it. Comes out the boy at Black Manta, which I thought the suit was pretty cool looking with their technology and everything. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Beer. So they're in Italy. They're, I like the I- Italy stuff a lot. Yeah, I like the... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I like the Italy stuff a lot. Uh, there's some great chase scenes in there. Although the one thing, though, is like they're chasing the... What, what was her name? Mira. The hot, the hot redhead, Mira. They're chasing her on rooftops, which was fine and all. But these guys are like stormtroopers. They can't hit a target worth crap to save their lives. And they are also... It wouldn't be a big deal if they didn't make a thing that these are Atlantis's best commandos. Right. And then, yeah, they can't hit anything. Which I wonder if maybe that's because in the water, everything is distorted a little bit because of how the ocean moves. Still. Is that kind of what affects their uh, no. <laughs> their aim on land? No, nope, I don't think so. That's like saying storm, just giving stormtroopers a space excuse. No, they just can't hit worth crap. Like they suck. It was, yeah, the, uh, the chase scene was still fine though. Especially that one guy that was like blasting through walls. Like that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I guess, was it a, uh, 
Aquaman's fighting the uh, Black Manta on on the surface. There were some cool parts. I especially like. I liked. I actually enjoyed how he took out the Black Manta. That was pretty cool. Taking those chains at the balls on the end and like basically throwing them at and wrapping around his neck and smashing his helmet. Yeah, Thought that was cool. Yeah, that okay. I'll admit that was pretty cool. And Black Manta, I think, is a really cool character. I think when it was CGI'd, it looks it looked fine. But when you see that he's actually walking around in a real suit, it kind of falls apart a little bit for me personally. But also, that's just a really hard character design to make it look awesome and not ridiculous in a live action movie. Like, it looks awesome in cartoons. I gotta say, I did like um, Mara's powers a lot. I enjoyed her, like, what she would do with the water, like when they were in Italy and she was making the fish out of the water and stuff for the kid to entertain the kid. I thought that kind of stuff was pretty cool. That is kind of cool, because something that they didn't overtly mention, but, like, what's in uh, comics and in animation is a big part of uh atlantean culture is not only I mean, they train you to be warriors but they also train uh the train them in sorcery so i think that's kind of what she's doing because not everybody could do that in the movie she seemed to be the only one and she is she's, in the comics she's kind of master of the force for underwater yeah like they have sorcery and that's how they make like cool i don't know like i think she fights like you know she whips people around with the water and stuff so that is pretty cool was, yeah there's some good stuff there with that i'm trying to think here looking at my notes here oh Kiss in the middle of the battle sequence was cheesy. They take this great moment. There's, you know, basically people dying all around them, and they take this moment to have a nice kiss in front of the middle of the battle sequence. It was as cheesy as uh, Rose and Finn's kiss in The Last Jedi. Yeah, and it wasn't a, it wasn't like a peck. It was a long, drawn-out kiss, long enough that you see her wrap her leg around him, and I'm just like, are you, do, do you think you really have time for this? Yeah, not in the middle of the battle. No, not at all. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to think of some cool moments. I mean, I don't want to completely shit on this movie because it was actually halfway decent still. I did like that scene in Italy when she's in the wine bar. That was awesome. We won't give anything away, but there's just a really cool sequence in there. Yeah, and I'd say that was one of the sequence. Okay, I still don't like this movie, but that was one of the things that I'm like, okay, that was cool because I had forgotten about that until you mentioned it, but I did like that. I think we've kind of gotten the spoilers a little bit. I mean, this is kind of a spoiler of the episode anyway. I'm trying to think here. We don't want, I don't want to rat too long on it. Um, I'm trying to think of some, I want to talk about some things I like though. Overall, I enjoyed the character more in this than I did in Justice League. I liked, I liked Mira. I thought I enjoyed her character. I thought they were fun together. Uh, there's a great sequence uh, when they're on a ship and these sea creatures are like by the thousands are starting to climb on the ship and light's the only thing that scares them away. There's a really cool sequence there. And visually, there were some really cool shots like when they're diving in the water and they got the uh, flare with them. I enjoyed the sequence where he had to get the Triton. There was a really cool moment there. And I would say overall, um, I, I talked about this earlier, the battle in the arena with his brother was really cool. Again, kind of gave me like like a Thor Loki kind of feel. It was really cool watching them go head to head. Trying to think here, some other things I enjoyed about it. I guess the look and design of Atlanta was really cool. I liked what they did there. I I thought for, for the most part, I thought a lot of the CGI effects were really cool looking. And yeah, they kind of had this like Tron look and feel to it, but a lot of that was due to the music playing in the background. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Trying to think here. I mean, we can start wrapping this up here pretty quickly. Any big surprises for you or standout moments? Oh, surprising how unwatchable it was. 
Um, was that really a surprise though with their track record? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> standout moments, I I mean, there's not a lot that I liked about this movie. I mean, there are standout cringy moments for me. I have a list. What do you tell? All right, so I'm just going to run this down real quick because you've already heard me complain. I'm sure you're over it. I'm just going to complain a couple for a couple more minutes. No, we're not over it. All right, well, my list of things that I thought were cringy and bad was, like I said, the, the initial scene, his struggle with his dad when he runs through the water looks stupid it's bad the dialogue in that scene bad they have a scene where he it's flashbacks to him as a kid and he's getting bullied at an aquarium and these bullies literally pick him up and start slamming him against the aquarium glass i'm like they have there's there's teachers everywhere there's a tour guide there are adults everywhere and no one's doing crap about it and i'm like okay really and then it has that stupid moment like that happens in so many movies where he slowly looks up and opens his eyes and all of the sea creatures in the tank are just staring at the bullies and i'm like okay really the uh mira's costume looks fine underwater because it's cg'd underwater and it looks fine above ground it looks like it's just made a sequence made from a pillow pet like it's just it looks ridiculous. It looks like it was made and sewed out of a craft store. And then, like you said, the ending battle is another thing. One of the other, the biggest thing I had a problem with is when they're entering Atlantis for the first time, she goes through all of the security measures that it has, and they have these gigantic cannons to keep out outsiders. And when they're escaping out from Atlantis, those gigantic cannons turn in and recklessly shoot at them and are also inevitably definitely gonna hit the actual city yeah and i'm just and, like and they can't hit a target worth crap save their lives no because they were hitting the guys that were chasing them trying to stop them they were hitting their own people so god knows what damage they actually did to the city and i that, that was something i had a huge problem with okay that's those are my, my the most the, the other moments? cringier moments. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, there's not really anything to spoil about this movie. I mean, I I feel like a lot of people overall are gonna enjoy it. I think they're gonna like it. Um. Uh, why don't we do our closing grades here? I think we've kind of ran a little long on this, but let's do our closing grades and get out of here. What do you say? I give- why, why don't I go first? You know, I'm gonna say overall, kind of in the C plus B minus range. Um. I don't know, overall, I enjoyed myself. It was fine. Good battle sequences. I thought overall it looked fun for underwater stuff. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Half the movie takes place underwater. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to say B minus. It's the best DC movie's had in a while. Not as good as Wonder Woman, but it's the best thing they've had in a while since Man of Steel. So, yeah, I'm going to say B minus. All right. Um, I'm going to go with a solid F. Just not for me. It is not for me. I was not whelmed at all. F is unforgettable. F is in forget it immediately and move on with your life. Alrighty. Well, so yeah, I think this is the first movie we like really disagree on. I think next week we'll be talking about Bumblebee. We're doing a few movies here uh, in the next week. Bumblebee will be one of them. We're going to be talking some Vice coming up here. That comes out on Christmas. Possibly some Mary Poppins. We'll see. Daniel, why don't you tell them where we can tell our audience where they can find us? You can complain about Aquaman at our Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if you agree with me or if you agree with Jordan. Either way, we want to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, yeah, that I think that wraps it up here. So we'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Ching. We have cans. Oh,